What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Sports Dispenser here, and today I am going to be talking about my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, before we get into it, I would just like to say I'm not going to be doing that like week-by-week stuff anymore. Um, and, and I know it's been a solid like month since I've made a podcast, and believe me, I've tried to do this like week-by-week. Week. I've tried to make some, but one, I simply do not have the time, and two, like, when I record it, I can just tell this is not good. I don't really know what I'm talking about. So those are the two reasons why I'm not going to be doing that like anymore. It's been kind of like week 10 analysis, week 10 predictions, yada, yada, yada. Um. But what I am trying out today, and this is my first time trying, is team analysis videos. Where I'm talking about a team, obviously. Um, I'm just, it's base, it's it is basically just covering stories for the NFL. For example, how are the Cowboys six and seven? How is the NFC East so bad? How are the Ravens so fucking good? <laughs> and the one I'm doing today. How the hell are the Pittsburgh Steelers eight and five? I just thought I should say that. So, um, yep, let's get right into the podcast. the The reason the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently eight and five and sixth in the AFC is because of two things: defense and coaching. First, first, I am going to be talking about the defense, though, and I would just like to start off with with a with basically just like team stats to mention and just talk about how far they've come. They lead the league in takeaways per game with 2.5. Leads the league in sacks with 3.7. Fifth in opponent passing yards per game with with like 210 yards. And, and ninth in opponent rushing yards per game, giving up 101.2 yards per game. And, and it's not like the Steelers team has played nobody. For the for the passing yards, they have played Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Lamar Jackson. And for the rushing yards, they have played the Ravens rushing attack, the 49ers rushing attack, Nick Chubb twice, and Todd Gurley. <laughs> the Steelers' defense has come so far in a year. T.J. Watt alone has come so far. Like T.J. Watt was nice last year. But that man is a defensive player of the year candidate right now. Minka Fitzpatrick. The Dolphins were using it as kind of like a hybrid linebacker safety type. You put him as a pure safety, look at him. Defensive player of the year candidate. I never thought I'd see the day. Well, (laughs) And like the year 2015, I never thought I'd see the day where Pittsburgh's defense is this good because of just because of the direction that we were trending. But through great draft selections and Javon Hargrave in the third round, TJ Watt was a great pick. And the trade for Minka, oh my gosh, this team is, this defense is bad. And this defense is still incredibly young. Devin Bush, rookie. Javon Hargrave, third season. Minka Fitzpatrick, third season. Actually, I think Javon Hargrave's third season. He might be fourth. I'm not sure. Actually, no, Minka's second season. Wow, I'm just, I don't, wow, I'm just spewing fucking bullshit at, at this point. <laughs> but uh, Terrell Edmonds, second season. That linebacking core, Devin Bush. I've I have watched him this season. He is impressing me. I understand that he's not a god, 
But the way he can travel the field like that, he can travel the f- his speed and just versatility is gonna is is gonna be something that kind of like emulates Ryan Shazier. And and then having Ryan Shazier teaching him is the best thing for Devin Bush's career. Terrell Edmonds, I'm not a huge fan of. Nothing against him. I just don't see a, 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 a huge ceiling for him, but prove me wrong. Now, oh no, Pittsburgh has the superstars. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt. They have the young guys, Terrell Edmonds, Javon Hargrave, and and uh, Devin Bush. And I mean, also, TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are, are, are both young guys, but I consider them in, in the little superstar category. And then... There's a very good mix of veterans as well. Cameron Hayward is having a, a career year. Mark Barron, playing okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's playing great. Joe Hayden is playing great, though. Steven Nelson is playing well. This team has such a good mix of veterans young players, and two defensive player of the year candidates. And I have not even mentioned Bud Dupree yet, who has finally shedded that bus term off of him. It, 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 it may have took five seasons, but in his fifth year, he is showing out. I don't know if it was something to do with the scheme. I don't know if TJ Watt has taught him. I don't know. But, oh my gosh. Bud Dupree is coming to his own. Who is next? Artie Burns? Like, <laughs> I fucking hope so. That dude. God, I'm not going to say that, though. This is a positive podcast. <laughs> but this defense, before the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, this defense did not have an identity. I mean, they're also playing the Patriots, 49ers, and I forgot who we, and the Seahawks. Seahawks. I think that those are the three weeks before the Minka trade. He might have gotten traded before week three. I forgot. But Pittsburgh's defense never truly excelled in anything, except for sacks. But, I mean, that did not get him how many places. You have to excel in at least two categories. Sacks. And and once we brought Minka in, there is an an immediate shift in, in, in takeaways. Without Minka Fitzpatrick, no way would we be leading the league in, in, in takeaways. No way would be would we be fifth in opponent passing yards. No way. Bringing Minka Fitzpatrick gave Pittsburgh more of an, gave Pittsburgh an identity of of just having a bunch of turnovers. Like, I mean. This defense is truly something special. Keith Butler is someone who, who, excuse me, who I wanted fired for for a few years. Look at it. I don't know if he changed something or if I was wrong, but when we shifted to man and brought in Minka Fitzpatrick, oh my God, look what happened. All right, now I'm going to be moving on to the offense, but before I move on, I would like to mention some like standout pro football focus grades, and that's like 80 and above. Javon Hargrave has an 85. Bud Dupree has an 82. TJ Watt has a 92. I mean, sorry, 91. I'm like rounding up and rounding down. But uh, Cam Hayward has a 92, and Mika Fitzpatrick has an 84. 
This defense has such a healthy mix of veterans, young guys, and and defensive player of the year candidates. It's insane. I love it. <laughs> I love watching this defense work. Now, let's let's talk about the offense. Ah, jeez. All right. This offense, before I get into anything, I'm going to do the whole team stat thing again. Team stats to note. Rushing-wise, we are 24th in rushing yards per game with 95 off of 26 rush, I mean, 25.6 attempts per game, which is 16th in the league, which equates to 3.7 yards per carry, which is 26th in the league. Now, now let's move on to passing. The Steelers' passing attack is 31st in the league with with 195.8 yards per game off of 31.5 attempts per game, which is 26. Now, now I, I, I would just like to note that this is an inconsistent stat because we've had three starting quarterbacks. Big Ben played week one. Mason Rudolph played for however many weeks. And uh, Duck Hodges has played for however many weeks. This is rough. 24th in rushing yards per game and 31st in passing yards per game. That is rough. Now, I would like to say I do understand the circumstances that this team is under. This offense. I'm, I, I am going to get into that. This is rough, but it's only going up from here. If these were a bunch of veteran guys and they were just ass, then, well, you're going to be at rock bottom for a few years. But these are all young guys. Duck Hodges is a 23-year-old rookie. He is a potential starter, but I view him more as a bridge quarterback. But also, he's a rookie, so I don't know. Benny Benny Snell Jr., 21 years old, a rookie. He is a power back, and although I do not think it's smart to have him as a number one back for a, for a lot of years, I think he's a great addition to a to a to a like trio of backs to a really good rush attack because like that's like a trend right now at the NFL is not to have one guy is to have a trio of of guys. Look at the Ravens and look at the 49ers. It works very well. <laughs> at the Ravens, you have Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, and with the Niners, you have Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert. I think that's his name. Like Mostert, yeah. And I forgot who the third one is. But yeah, they they both have great rushing attacks. I think Benny Snell would fit with one of those inc- incredibly well. Then you have Deontay Johnson, 23 years old, rookie. Just had an incredible game last week versus the Cardinals. Had a special teams touchdown with a with a receiving touchdown. He is a 23-year-old rookie who I view to be one day as a special teams return man that can be a good slot wide receiver. That's a fast kid. I, I, I forgot to look up his 40-yard dash time, so I'm sorry about that. But that kid is fucking fast. Then you go, I mean, and you move on from the rookies. You look at... James Washington, someone who I was kind of high on, and it's working out. This man is a big play machine. He is 23 years old in his second season, 
And honestly, he's he he is a potential number one receiver, but I do think he will be more of a two guy. Um, I mean, he has potential to be more of a Julian Edelman, but that's a stretch. That's a pretty big stretch. I, I, I don't really know a great comparison for him. He's a small guy, but he can make really big plays. This is a guy who is coming into his own. And 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 now obviously we have the two star players who are currently hurt. James Conner, 24 years old, third year. He's a number one guy. And you have the superstar, Juju Smith Schuster, third year, who is who is an incredible num- number two receiver and a good number one receiver. He is a guy you cannot overlook. He's, I, I, I would say he's a fringe top 10 receiver. Uh, actually, probably in like 8, 9, or 10. I don't really know. If I, if I were to sit down and make a list, I, I think he'd be a fringe top 10 wide receiver. This Steelers offense is so young. Well, no, no, no. This Steelers offensive weapons is so young. We will get to the offensive line here soon. 23 years old, 21 years old, 23, 23, 24, 23. Now, obviously, I'm not going to expect all of these guys to be on the same team in five, six years because if that happens, and that is crazy just by the fact that how many players move around each year. But these are all great, well, not great, good to great young weapons that can serve really well in a few seasons in the areas that I kind of said after I listed the player. You have everything from a quarterback who who is a potential career. I mean, who is who is a potential franchise guy. I think he's more of a bridge, but, I mean, I'm not going to the, – like, the man's only played, like, three weeks. A pow, every, You have everything from that – to a special teams return man who who already has his first punt return under his belt. It, I mean, his his first punt return touchdown under his belt. But let's move on to the offensive line. I've I've already talked enough about the weapons. We all get it. They're young, and if if they can stay together, that is great. If all of those guys can stay together. That will be dangerous in a few years, especially especially with the defense being so young. That is dangerous. But let's move on to the offensive line. That This offensive line cannot be overlooked. They are sixth in own quarterback sacked per game. I don't know if that made sense. They're sixth in like, okay, they're sixth in, in allowed sacks. That makes a lot more sense with 1.7. Wow. <laughs> they only allow someone to get to the quarterback 1.7. I'm going to round up to two, two times per game. That is what's driving this offense. It's not Duck Hodges. I, I mean, I mean, like very obviously the big plays come from guys like Duck Hodges and James Washington. But if this Steelers offense did not have an offensive line, we would be getting shut out every week. And I'm not joking. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Now, 
You you look at this offensive line. David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, Marquise Pouncey is currently suspended, but but I mean he will come back. Veteran guys. That is perfect for such a young team. Having a veteran offensive line to kind of guide them in a way to have that kind of like that comfort zone of okay, Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph, whoever's that quarterback is not getting rushed every single play. That is perfect for a young quarterback. That is perfect. Moving on from the offense, let's start talking about coaching. Mike Tomlin deserves coach of the year. It's I am beating a dead horse by saying that. Every, everybody said it. It's between him and John Harbaugh and the fact that Pittsburgh is 8 and 5 with with the offense that I just said <laughs> with like all those young weapons, that deserves it. To me, I may be biased, but that's that that deserves it to me. But even in all of Pittsburgh's losses, even in all of them, well, okay, well, okay, well, not all of them, but when Pittsburgh was one and four, these were three of the four losses. Week one got stomped by Paint. We got stomped by the Pats, so I'm not counting that. But week two, a two-point loss to Seattle. Week three, a four-point loss at at San Francisco. Week five, a three-point loss to, to, to Baltimore in overtime where a quarterback switch was was made mid-game because Mason Rudolph got his, got his concussion. This team was never bad. We, we may have been one and four. Mike Tomlin may have been linked to the Redskins' head coaching job. But we hung in with top teams. Like, like these are the... Like these are three of the top five teams. You cannot dispute that. And the Patriots, they're a top ten team. They're a fringe top five team right now. This team was never bad. They just did not have an identity. They just didn't have that little nudge. Because eight and five for this team, with the talent that it has, is ridiculous. Scoring wise, this team does just enough every week. And that is playing a dangerous game. That is playing a very, very dangerous game. But but with the defense that Pittsburgh currently has, I don't think it's that big of a problem because one because the most a team has scored on Pittsburgh since I would say week I forgot when the Minka trade was made, but let's just say since the Baltimore game in week five, that 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 was 26 points. That is the most a team has scored on Pittsburgh. 26 points. I'm not gonna count before that because I forgot when the Minka trade was made. I'm 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 sorry about that. But uh <laughs> 26. They have held teams to 17, 14, 24, 12, 7, 10, 13, 17. And the offense does just enough. That is like playing with fire. But when you have rookies and second-year players littered throughout that offense, you cannot expect much more. This defense will continue to dominate for years to come. 
bearing any unseen tragic and injury such as Ryan Shazier or a contract dispute, this team will dominate. Well, this defensive unit will dominate. If TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, Javon Hargrave, and I might be missing someone, fuck it, we'll throw Terrell Edmonds in the mix because those are all like the really young guys. If these four or five guys, because I mean, Terrell Edmonds, I'm not a big fan of him. If they can stick together, this defense will dominate. And the offense obviously needs a lot of work. But Kevin Colbert is a great drafter. And I don't have much of a concern about it. And we're in week what? I forgot what week we're in. Uh, Week third? 15. Yeah, yeah. Week 15 now. Damn, it's week 15. Um, coming up against the Bills on Sunday Night Football, this is where Pittsburgh can prove to two people on national television, we are here. You cannot get rid of us. You cannot. Getting rid of the Pittsburgh Steelers is like the one fly that just won't go away. You're you're not getting rid of it. If Pittsburgh this weekend, Sunday Night Football, can beat the Bills, who are who the Bills are a better team. I'll say that flat out. Talent-wise, I like the Bills better than Pittsburgh. But <laughs> if Pittsburgh can win this game, it, it is at home. Pittsburgh moves up to the number five spot in the AFC playoff picture. Oh, my gosh. I just can't fathom that shit. I cannot fathom that shit. That is going to do it for for me today. This was a very loose podcast. I'm going to try to tighten it up <laughs> after um cuz as I do more of these team analysis videos, I'm obviously going to do more. I'm going to be talking about the Cowboys, Ravens, Panthers futures, the Bears, I don't know. But I am going to be making a a a lot more. I I I really want to do this. So Yeah, that's going to do it for me today. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Um, Yeah, I do plan on making a Pittsburgh one like weekly. Like after the Bills game, I will talk about it. Jets game, Ravens game, and before the playoffs. Because I've never really had the opportunity. Well, no, I never really have talked about the, the, like, like just the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, in a podcast, and that's always kind of bothered me. So here we are. Um, yep, follow me on Twitter at SPWS Podcast. I do plan on tweeting more. So, yep, you guys have a nice day, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast.